Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because you guys know I frequently talk about doing the work, making sure you do the work to heal. I use the phrase a lot, but I want to dive into what does it actually mean to do the work and what does that look like? And for those of you who are not familiar with doing the emotional work, I highly recommend going back and listening to my other podcasts. I'm currently drinking some matcha moringa out of my Christmas mug. It is so good with a little unsweetened almond milk. It is yummy. It is giving me a little bit of a winter vibe. I love it. So with that being said, we're going to go over it, kind of kind of how to start doing the work, what that means, and you're going to fully understand in this episode of the podcast. And then, of course, if you are actually being called to do the work, um, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Let me know what you're struggling with, and I will tell you which of my containers offerings would be best for you to do the work. And with that being said, let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Live Well podcast. I'm your host, Liv, a naturopathic doctor, 7D energy healer, and Akashic reader. I help women heal on a physical and emotional level so that they can feel delicious and magnetic. After all, isn't that the whole point? Look, you've done the basic bitch wellness stuff, but you're still bloated, tired, and in pain. And that's where I come in. In these episodes, we will have an honest conversation without all the fluffy bullshit. You're going to walk away with insight, tools, and tips to finally heal your body, mind, and soul. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. For ways to work with me, visit keepupwithlive.com and follow me on Instagram at keepupwithlive for more. And with that, let's get into the show. All right, so when someone says they are doing the work, what do they mean? And to simplify it, it means that they are taking purposeful steps towards self-healing, self-love, and or self-improvement, whatever that means to them. It's the process of really understanding yourself and what shaped you and the process of understanding this and how emotions often cloud our abilities, cloud or block our ability to manifest, to bring in more abundance, how they manifest as physical symptoms, right? Because the work that I do with people, I I not only heal them on a physical level, but also an emotional one. So doing the work involves understanding, okay, what are the emotions, traumas, experiences that have brought me to this point to have my life be the current state that it is? And if you do not think you have trauma, please go back and listen to my episode on how everyone has trauma. I think it's literally called that is why everyone has trauma, because oftentimes we assume trauma is something that has to be big and horrific, though it can be. And there are different degrees of trauma. Everybody has trauma. Okay, you not being able to find your mom for five minutes in the grocery store is trauma. You being left out of a friend group, not being picked for dodgeball trauma, all these things especially when our brains are very susceptible as young children, can shape and form the way you then present yourself to the world and the experiences that you bring into your life. So doing the work is really the process of introspection, self-awareness, and changing for the better to break these molds to allow yourself to step into greater alignment and greater abundance. So doing the work is really more of an unbecoming than it is a becoming. If you were to think about it 
as an onion. It's really peeling back all those layers of the onion that's stopping you from shining, stopping you from calling in abundance, love, partnership, an amazing career, whatever it is that you desire in this life. So doing the work is going to look different for everyone. But commonly, it will A, look like effort and actually showing up. And it's going to look like a lot of releasing. Now, what you're releasing is going to be different depending on your experience. Um, And like, yes, life would be a lot easier if, you know, healing was found at the end of a a Netflix binge, right? And Netflix might provide you with some much needed rest, but it's not going to heal your wounds. Sorry. Uh, I love supplements. Supplements are not going to heal your wounds. Sorry. So like, this is what I mean by you can eat the cleanest diet, take all the supplements, but if you don't actually do the emotional work that it's, you're never going to be fully hundred percent. You are never going to fully call in all that you're meant to call in if you don't do this work. And I, I speak from this because I have been there. I have been the person who had the cleanest diet, spent thousands of dollars on treatments and supplements. And it wasn't until I did the emotional work that I fully healed from my physical symptoms. That only brought me to a certain point. Um, And when I started doing this work, I was able to bring in more abundance in all forms, whether that's like material wealth, wealth of friendships, wealth of relationships, wealth of wealth of everything. Right. So actually doing the work means putting in the time to get to know yourself in these ways. It means getting curious about your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. And it's asking yourself, what was that about? When you have a thought, when you have a feeling or an action that you're not 100% on board with. And when you get curious about this, you're like, huh, all right, like why, why have I not been able, I don't know, I'm using common examples to attract this partner in. Um, Why do I keep, you know, having, having bloating or chronic health conditions? Why? Why do I still not have the career I want? Whatever it is, right? And knowing that the work and like doing the work is a lifelong commitment to yourself and your life. It is a continual process of peeling back the layers. And it's something you have to choose to consciously show up and do time and time and time again. And trust me, once you get started, like there's pretty much no turning back. You really can't unsee, like you just can't, right? And you're gonna wanna do the work, right? You're gonna wanna show up because you can see like, Oh, when I show up and I release the things that are holding me back, think about it. I like to explain it like a shackles on your ankles. When we think about, you know, the old style jail costumes where they had bowling balls with chains attract like attached to people's ankles, that's doing the work involves like unlocking those no matter what they represent. Maybe it's a fear of being seen, unworthiness, lack of love, whatever it is and taking them off so that life doesn't have to feel so heavy and you're able to receive everything that your heart desires. So you need to take deliberate, thoughtful, systematic action in order to take yourself to that higher plane, in order to step into greater alignment, in order to bring more into your life. And it's only when you do that that your truest, highest, best self comes through. So it's amazing what any one of us has the potential to do right? The potential to call in, the potential to manifest, but it all depends on how much you are willing to do the work. Now, what really holds people back, I've noticed, is the victim mindset that people tend to get in. Things happening to you. Oh, why is this happening to me? Woe is me. 
And there's a degree of like, you don't want to spiritually bypass yourself. So like the feelings you feel are valid. It does suck. I can understand that full stop. But what are you meant to learn from this? How do you take this as a growth? Do you take this as like, oh, this is hard, et cetera? Or you're like, this is hard, but I can do it. What am I meant to learn? Let's learn this so I can stop manifesting this pattern into my life. So I can step into more, so I can bring in what I want to bring in and have that life I'm worthy and deserving of because it's my birthright, right? So taking the time to get to know yourself, what drives you, and then acting upon those findings is where the power comes in because we give ourselves and the world that best self through this. When we feel powerful, fulfilled, purposeful, free, we're, we're able to bring in so much and you can get through anything. Right, but it's it's doing the work that is that, and I want to go through some examples of doing the work to kind of help you. And then, of course, as you guys know, I am more than happy to help you do the work if you are feeling called, because doing the work is so rewarding, and you just you feel so free. Doing the work feels it feels like a glass of cold water on a scorching hot day. It feels like a weight lifted off your shoulders. You feel lighter. You feel freer. You feel so much joy and bliss, right? So some examples. And this is some some stuff you can start to do um, and then always bring it to me afterwards. Number one is get curious. And like really get curious about yourself. Ask yourself why you think and behave in the ways that you do. Ask yourself if you like the ways that you think and behave. Ask yourself if you are choosing your thoughts and actions and if you're choosing them from a place of love and abundance. You know, what curious doesn't mean is getting judgmental. And it can be tempting to observe your thoughts and actions and judge them as good or bad, but we're not here to scold ourselves, to judge ourselves. That's not helpful, right? What is helpful is to observe your thoughts and actions, accept them, and then get curious about how you can shift them. And what it's helpful is to observe your thoughts and actions, accept them, and then offer two opportunities. The first is to accept yourself for where you are today and meet yourself where you are and embrace all that you are and welcome yourself into acceptance where you will be safe to keep moving forward doing the work. And the second that comes with accepting your thoughts and actions as your own is the opportunity to change them. Your thoughts and actions are all yours and therefore yours to work on. No one makes you think, feel, or do anything. It's all you. So get curious and take ownership of what you find. Now, this might be triggering to some of you when I say that No one makes you think, feel, or do anything. It's completely your responsibility. Someone can project something on you, 100%, but how that makes you feel is 100% on you. People can lash out at you, get angry, they can say rude things, but whether you take that personally, that's on you. You know, they can try to violate your boundaries or something like that, but whether they violate your boundaries or not, that's on you. You know, you have the power, and this is what I mean by like taking your power back and not playing into the victim role, Because when you take that power back and you take ownership of like, oh shit, like my life and where it is right now is 100% my responsibility. 
it is 100% on me. And this was a powerful thing when I realized this. Um, and I really started playing with this in about like March, February of 2020. Like, oh, this is all on me. But instead of judging and scolding, like, oh, Liv, why did you do this? This is all on you. Like, you, no, no. Just getting curious. Like, huh, I can change this. I have the power. And like when you realize that you have the power to change this and you are not a victim of circumstance or you're not a victim to everything else in your circumstance and you have the power to change, that's extremely powerful. When you realize that, oh, huh, I could change all this if I wanted to. I could manifest anything I want in the world if I wanted to. I could bring in anything I want if I wanted to. It, just that simple perspective change will change your life, right? And then deciding like where, getting curious about is everything in your life up to the standard that you want it? And this is what I work, you know, it, when my one-on-one clients come to me, they come to me knowing that, hey, this area of my life is not up to my standard. Whether my health is not up to my standard, my relationships are not up to my standard, my career, what I'm manifesting in, the wealth I'm bringing in is not up to my standard, right? My business is not up to my standard. Now that you guys know I'm, you know, helping you guys with your businesses too, is not up to their standard. So getting curious, and I encourage you to get curious right now, but all the areas of your life that are not up to your standard and where you can change them. So think about work, um, romantic relationships, partnerships, friendships, um, your house, your environment, um, the different kinds of wealth you have, like even like as simple as your, your car, whatever it is, right? So that's what you need to get curious about. Next is questioning the ego. I need to take a break of a, a little sip of my matcha. I racked the AC up in my, in my place today because oh, if you don't know, I'm in Florida and we racked the AC up so that I could uh, have, be like be cozy, but also wear semi, like not summer clothes. Okay, questioning the ego. Getting curious about ourselves inevitably will lead to your ego. The ego is the part of your mind that takes the lead when we are in autopilot. Autopilot is the danger zone. You do not want to be on autopilot. If you feel like your days are the same, it's the same thing day in and day out, that is a recipe for not bringing in more. Okay, so number one, also learn that. You never want to be on autopilot. So your ego is the part of us that immediately reacts to a situation before we have the chance to check in and see how we want to respond. And our ego is the part of us that tells the story of what's happening in our lives based on the past. This is very key because it's it does a great job at keeping you safe from difficult feelings. If you guys saw my reel that I made um, about like the ego coming in and like fucking up the, the show and ruining things, the ego wants to keep you comfortable. It we, wants to keep you safe, quote unquote. And I say safe in quotations because it's a false sense of safety. It wants to keep you from feeling difficult feelings. Unfortunately, um, a lot of like doing the work is dealing with the difficult feelings so that you can grow beyond them. You cannot grow if you don't feel that shit you are resisting to feel. If you are not fully feeling how sad you are, how lonely you are, how angry you are, whatever it is, that is the danger. The danger is being an autopilot and letting the ego keep you safe from difficult situations, feelings, circumstances, so that you can release them to move forward, right? 
you do not want to have the ego running the show. And actually, for those of you who've done Well Nourished, you know how much I get you guys to pull out the ego because we work a lot with this. And this is actually, even in health scenarios, the ego is the type of the thing that keeps most people stuck. Whether it's like, let's say you lose 10 pounds, but then you put it back on. Or you start feeling good, but then you get out of it and your symptoms come back. Or you get into routine and then fall out. Or even making money. You start making all this good money, but then you can't hold on to it and you spend it all, you lose it all. It all has to do with your ego feeling safe. So when you have an immediate reaction to something, I want you to ask yourself where that reaction came from. And if you were to respond in five minutes instead of right now, would your response have been the same? Probably not. And if not, then your reaction in that moment is probably your ego. So when you're upset about something that someone has said or done, ask yourself if the situation and upset seems like a pattern. Have you experienced this same situation and these same feelings many times over the course of your life? Maybe even all the time. If the answer is yes, you need to do the work. <laughs> this is like this is like your ego coming in and running the show and a sign that we need to release some shit for you. The ego story may sound something like, I am not good enough. And I'm going to go through kind of an example of how this can play out. There's infinite number of examples, but let's say, let's go with this one. You invite your friends over to your house for a holiday gathering or a special occasion. You're excited about it. You know, you send out the invite and the group text. And over the next hour, you get a stream of, sorry, I can't next weekend, you know, type of responses. The story you might tell yourself is that your home isn't nice enough for your friends or you don't you're not cool enough or no one wants to hang out with you or, you know, they don't want to celebrate with you or whatever it is. Or whether you're signing clients, you know, your offerings are good enough. I mean, you can you can extrapolate this to so many different things or dating, you know, you're not good enough for them or they don't they're not asking you on a date or they're saying no because, you know, you're not good enough to hang out with. But the reality is, is that. People have plans. Like the people simply just have other plans or it's a hectic time for them or it's not within their energetic capacity right now. But your ego isn't concerned with reality. Your ego is concerned with sticking to the story of I am not good enough. And sticking to that story protects you from having to step into that person you are because that would take work. That would take releasing shit. That might look like bawling your eyes at ugly crying, slamming a pillow. And then that that take that's that's not fun. So it's easier. It's easier to stick to that story of I'm not good enough. Because sticking to that story allows you to wallow and feel sorry for yourself, which for most of us provides satisfaction in the form of I'm right. I'm right. Look at this, I did this. People had this reaction that they're unable to come. I am solidifying and validating the I am not good enough, quote unquote, even though. And I'm right and I am not good enough because they said they could not come. Until you do the work and start to question who we are and who we want to be, this is going to keep happening. Oh my God, is someone coming? Oh, I think I have a package. I have a package. Wonderful. All right, guys. So the last thing I want to mention when it comes to doing the work um, and then I'm going to go kind of like into the questions that I got on Instagram about this is showing up. And this literally means showing up to do the work. Like if you're working with me, that means turning on your computer, getting the Zoom video link 
you know, arriving in your inbox, sitting face to face with me on our one on one, on our well nourished call, on our energy healing, on our Akashic reading, on our alignment sessions, whatever we're doing, and having the courage to work on yourself in a deep way. And that's a big deal. Simply, like, that's why I get so excited when people sign up to work with me because I'm like, wow, you are committing to showing up for yourself because that means you're showing up to do the work. You're being like, hey, uh, there's probably things I need to work on and I'm willing to see this differently. I'm willing to show up for myself and do something different. And showing up for yourself in a moment where you make that choice to practice and do like for what you want to work on is choosing yourself. And that's, that's major, right? Just showing up to do it. And so what more of this work looks like when showing up is like, okay, you're getting on like the call with me. You're getting on the healing with me. Oh, and this is what like, this is what makes me so happy when I do what I do is letting yourself fully be seen and be vulnerable in all that you are and all that you've experienced. And the, I'm not going to use the, like the, I'm going to use the word unsexy work or the quote unquote ugly work and being that not so perfect version of yourself to let out those emotions, whatever they may be, whatever it might look like, right? That's, that's the last component of, of showing up and like the last component of what it means to do the work is that showing up with me on the calls or whatever kind of healing you're doing with me. It takes strength. It takes power. And like every time when someone has a release, it's just their life changed. Like it's peeling back each, each onion layer. Each call they show up with me is peeling back an onion layer, which is massive, right? All right. We're going to get into some of the questions. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm taking a sip of my matcha. But before we dive into the questions, just as a reminder, depending on when you're listening to this, um, I might have one-on-ones open. I might only have like different containers. I have containers for health. I have containers more for self-love, like goddess activation. We have more spiritual containers like Akashic readings, energy healings. Reach out to me if you're feeling called after this episode and I'll, I'll guide you. So the first question was, how do you know once you've healed from something? Perfect question. I think it was Melissa who asked this question. Thank you, Melissa. I couldn't have phrased it better myself. So you will know once you've healed from something when it no longer triggers you or when it no longer has an effect on your life. So I'm going to give some examples, but also know that you can heal from something to different degrees and different levels. So we're going to unpack this. So number one, it no longer triggers you. So for example, I had someone who every time a siren went by because of her past trauma, Every time she heard a siren, she'd get a full body like cortisol response, almost got sent into panic, whether it was in her house, in her car, and we release this, and the next day after that, like she hears sirens now all the time and her body does not respond. Like she's chill, she's cool, she's zen. She doesn't or, you know, this could look like from other people we've healed the rejection wounds when someone can't hang out with them or, you know, says on like a dating app that they don't think it's a fit or like you know it was nice to meet them but you know it's not gonna work for me they don't take it personally they don't feel abandoned or rejected you know that's how you know you've healed is you start responding differently to a situation and I've even noticed this in my own life I'm like huh in the past I would have reacted very differently to that situation you know I would have taken it personally I would have you know done xyz or you know like for example for me personally a personal example like trolling comments used to like wreck my day and energy for days now I just laugh I'm like 
because I've done the work, right? I've raised my self-worth enough to like not have random strangers on the internet dictate how I feel about myself, right? So that's kind of like how you know and you feel for something. But then breaking that down even further is that you can heal from something at different levels. So let's do worthiness because worthiness is a big one. And I'm going to use money because money is also a big one that like I can give examples for at levels of really easily, right? So you can heal your worthiness wound to feel worthy of $100. But then you might need to heal it deeper to feel worthy of 1000 and then 10000 and then 100000 and then half a million, right? So that's like a way you can heal enough to hold that frequency of $100, but then you need to peel back and maybe another layer for the 1000 And then you can stabilize 1000 and then work with the 10000 right? So just think about you're going to know when you're no longer triggered and it just becomes more of your, your everyday and you can hold that frequency. That's how you'll know. Or you know, like how you feel when you look in the mirror. Like you've healed your self-love because you no longer pick yourself apart as much. Or I feel like you guys know what I mean, but that's how you know. So the next question was, do specific ailments point to what you have to work on? A thousand percent. No matter what your symptom ailment, it points to what you have to work on and what is manifesting in your life. And that can be from anything from cancer to PMS, PCOS, IBS, eczema, psoriasis, acne, chronic pain, constipation, diarrhea, vaginitis, UTIs. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the things. All the things. Yes. So the answer is yes. Next question was what qualifies as doing the work? I feel like we've been over this. Um, but it, what qualifies is doing the uncomfortable and pushing yourself to the edge of healing and not making excuses for yourself and showing up for yourself in the unsticky work. That's what would qualify. And then the last question was how to cry when you don't feel like it, but you know, you have to let the emotion out. You, well, A, maybe the emotion does not want to come out as crying. So also know that like the way you might be trying to force it out, not all emotion needs to come out as crying. You don't need to cry to have a release. So know that, A, you don't feel like it because it's uncomfortable, because it's sticky, because the human body is not conditioned to feel pain. Of course you don't feel like it. It's fucking painful. <laughs> like, that, that, that's why, like, you don't feel like it. Like, oh, yeah, I want to feel gut-wrenching, heart-ripping pain. That just sounds, I mean, to me, that sounds fun because I know it's on the other side. So I, I, but I realize I'm the exception to the rule where I'm like, yes, fuck. Like, I will cry. Like, let's cry. Let's heal. Let's do it. But I know not everyone's like that. So you don't feel like it. But this is what showing up, this is what I mean by like showing up and doing it anyway, like pushing the resistance. If you have resistance, if you do not feel like it, this is your sign that you need to do it more. So when people tell me, I'm not angry, and I'm like, oh, sweetheart, we got to do anger work. Whenever someone tells me that they're not angry, I'm like, yeah, I don't get angry. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Or when they say, I don't have trauma, I'm like, uh-huh, okay, sure. You got more. <laughs> they normally, like, every single time. Or someone who's like, oh, yeah, I had a fine childhood. I'm like, okay, sure. There's stuff there. So when you don't feel like it, know that that's, your ego trying to keep you safe, kind of what I mentioned with the ego, and that's the time we need to do it. So that is our little episode on what it means to actually do the work. Like I said, if you're feeling called in whatever kind of which way, send me a DM on Instagram. I promise I do not bite, and I will direct you to what is best for you and tell you how I can hold space for you to heal and do the work because that's what I was made to do in this lifetime on this planet and this time. And yeah, I'm 
not gonna lie, I'm really fucking good at it. So <laughs> with that being said, if you guys have any questions or want me to do more episodes on this, I am happy to. And I will see you guys in the next one.